This is the Six Man Show, a brand new Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Will Robles and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? This is Jonathan Osborne. Will Robles. And we are the Six Man Show. Uh, this is a brand new Orlando Magic podcast. Uh, we've just been kind of talking lately about wanting to do a, a new podcast, something different. We know there's a, a few Orlando Magic podcasts out there, uh, but we kind of wanted to do you know, something else from more of a fan perspective. There are a few great podcasts out there, but mostly by guys that kind of, you know, they're doing this for a living. They, you know, they follow the team for a living. We just want to do something that's more like, you know, just your buddies hanging out, you know, talking about the magic like like we really all do about this team. So just want to talk a little bit about the reasoning behind calling the show the six-man show. If any of you have ever been to the Amway Center, obviously you look up in the rafters, there's the 95 Eastern Conference champion banner. There's the 2009 Eastern Conference championship banner. But then the only jersey that's been retired in Orlando Magic history, funny enough. Not Shaq, not Penny, not T-Mac, not Hito, Rashard, Jameer, any of those great guys, but it's the number six. And the reason that the Magic have retired that number six is basically for the the quote-unquote the six man, the fans. So this podcast, in essence, is to, to represent the fans. This is a podcast by fans for fans. So just something that relates to the Orlando Magic but but also that that relates to to the uh to the fans. So really quickly we just want to give a you know a quick introduction of ourselves. My name is Jonathan Osborne. My name's Will Robles and uh we're just going to talk a little bit about, you know, what caused us to be Orlando Magic fans about the time that we became Orlando Magic fans. So myself really got into basketball about 6th or 7th grade with my with my buddy Will here. He's been one of my best friends for almost almost 19 years now actually so but basically the early you know the early Dwight days you know right right on through the the Eastern Conference Finals the NBA Finals run we, we lost to those damn Lakers and and Kobe Bryant and then it's basically been all downhill since then the last seven years have, have been pretty torturous tonight is February Friday the 22nd we just lost to the uh, Chicago Bulls, but we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But Will, why don't you go ahead and, and just tell the tell the people basically how how you became an Orlando Magic fan? And well, so my my parents coming down, um, living in in Pinellas Park, just we're, watching. We're, we both live in Florida. We live about a, an hour yeah. north of Tampa. So whenever yeah. we do make it to the games, it's a commute. Yeah, they were watching the uh, the Eastern Conference. Or they were watching the finals back in '95. Okay. With Shaq, so I remember like them showing me the videotape of me watching it. Oh, for real? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Been friends for 19 um, years. I've never known that. Like of the game being on and stuff like that. But I think I started watching like really getting into basketball 2003, 2004. I remember like one of the big moments in NBA, like from growing up and stuff like that was Derek Fisher hitting that like shot against the Spurs with point four yeah. seconds left. I remember. And then Detroit winning the championship. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started really watching basketball. Yeah. Being a Magic fan, just you know, 
living so close to Orlando. It's the home team. It's the home team. Dwight was just starting. Jameer Nelson. We still had Grant Hill. Um, so, yeah, ever since then. Awesome, awesome. Well, basically, we're going to get right into this. This is going to be our first episode. We're going to start talking a little bit about the, the season recap, kind of how things have gone so far. Obviously, last year, not ending the way that we would want it to. Frank Vogel being released in the summer, bringing in Steve Clifford. We're another year into the to the Weltham regime. You know, John Hammond and, and Jeff Weltman, the, the new GM and, and president of basketball operations, drafting Mo Bamba. We were at that, that first game, that opening night against the Heat. Big win. I think Mo Bamba had 13 or 14 points. Just looked absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he played, he played well that game. And it looked like we had a lot of promise. The next night, or or one of the next few nights, we come out and we just get smacked. Um, I think it was by the Charlotte Hornets. And uh, basically up until the last couple of weeks, it's just been looking like another one of these rebuilding years that you know that we've been going through. Basically, like the last six or seven six years, years, but six years, yeah. the last, you know, the last few weeks, um, it looks like we we've had a little bit of hope going forward, a, apart from tonight. But once again, we'll get into that in a little bit. But basically, these last seven or eight games, team looks completely different. Do you want to talk a little bit about last, that? Yeah, the last couple of games, they've uh, they've been playing really good compared to what we were playing, like you know, last month yeah. or whatever. So. The last six um, years, yeah, last yeah. six years, it's just something, something switched it's in like, the it's team. Some, it's, it has something seems like it's it's clicked now tonight. You know, coming off of the All Star break, the guys did look a little bit rusty, but I, you know, we're still one game out of the playoffs, still one game out of that eighth spot, still plenty of time to get things together. One of the the big surprises about the year uh, so far, we were talking about this a little bit ago, has just been kind of the the reemergence of, I want to say this right because they, you know, he's talked all All Star break about how people are saying his name incorrectly, but it's Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> you got to add the the accent in there. It's Nikola, not Vooch. Nikola Vuce. Vuce. So Vuce has had an absolute cr- incredible year. Um, a lot of it, I think, to do, you know, I, a lot of it, I think, is to do with Steve Clifford, the new head coach, really empowering him putting him in the, the high pick and roll, allowing him to be more of a playmaker, um, getting him more down low, back to the basket. Obviously, everybody knows he's expanded his range. To yeah, the his, three point his three-point shot is a lot better exactly. than it was before. So, so one of the things that we kind of wanted to talk about, though, was his impending free agency, though. And what, what were you getting ready to say earlier? Yeah, um, we have to keep him. Why is that? We have to because he can do everything. He can assist. He can shoot threes now. He can defend. Before, one of his, like, biggest, like, things that we used to say, like, oh, he couldn't play defense. Yep, and he's absolutely And now he's, yeah, he stepped it up big time. The thing, and admittedly, I was one of the, you know, one of the people saying five, six weeks ago that we're, looks like we were headed to the lottery with the with the way that the, the season had started, that it didn't seem like, and you and I have talked about this, we had a little back and forth on Twitter that this current roster wasn't good enough to win. My biggest issue was the the consistency. We the last seven years have had a a bad habit of playing up to our competition at times, but also playing down to our competition. Come out in Golden State this year, yeah, lost that game in the, in the last few minutes. But then we have nights where uh, 
we lose to the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, we've lost to the Bulls. I'm pretty sure we've lost to like Phoenix. But we we've come, you know, we've come hot against the Lakers, yep. you know. The Lakers. Um, <clears throat> I mean teams like that. The look, Celtics look, early in the season yeah, we beat up, them up until, so. up until the this last stretch we had lost <laughs> what 13 games in a row to Charlotte. Yeah. I mean Charlotte's Charlotte's good, but Charlotte's not lose 13 games in a row. Yeah. Good, you know what I mean? The reason that I don't think that Vooch is going anywhere, a lot of people are worried about, "Oh my gosh, you know, we we didn't trade Vooch. We're, there's no way we're going to pay him this offseason." First of all, you know, we own his bird rights, which basically states that, you know, if you've had a, a player for a certain amount of time that in the offseason you can exceed the salary cap to re-sign him. Yeah. So far, you know, John and, and Jeff have given us no reason to really not you know, I have I have faith in those guys. You know what I mean? If they if they had didn't have the intention of keeping Vooch, they would have traded him Yeah, we would have traded the deadline. Him. Probably before the deadline. There's there's so. no way that they don't move him if they don't have every intention of bringing that back. You're you're not going to let an all star walk. Uh, you you this team cannot afford to let the first all star they've had in I think it was what seven, seven years. years since you Dwight, cannot yeah. you cannot let that guy walk yep. uh, for absolutely nothing. People were mad last year that we traded Alfred Payton for you know a second round pick, but if you're not going to sign that guy, you have to trade him. And at the time, his you know value had just falling through the basement you had to get something for the guy yeah you, and c- you can't tell me that we couldn't have gotten something for Vooch there there were offers there were people calling to see what it was going to take for maybe a three-month five-month rental of Vooch depending on how you know deep your your team plans on playing you know into to May and June yeah the, I know the Alfred trade looking back on it 100% agree with it um, yeah, absolutely you what, you're just I mean we if you, he's not he's not even playing now. So Yeah, he's he's hurt. He's hurt, he's hurt so. half the time. We wish him the best of luck, but, but. he he's just in New Orleans at least he ha- he's had an issue of of staying on the floor. Yeah. So definitely us keeping Vooch is a smart smart move. Absolutely. Um yeah. A lot of times like Steve Clifford said, it's 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 not the trades that you make, it's the trades that you don't make that end up being the best deadline trades. Yeah, exactly. And, and speaking and speaking of deadline trades, let's talk a little bit more about the the. I guess you could say a blockbuster trade that that the Magic made at the deadline. I mean, getting Markel Fultz two years of the two years ago, the consensus number one yeah. overall pick in the draft. Yeah, you think it's a blockbuster trade? What are your we, thoughts? We on still that? we still need to see how he comes back and plays. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Like they said, it's a. It's a low risk, high reward. Absolutely. So, but this is the thing about about the low risk. If John and Jeff approach this year's one free agency draft night, if they approach free agency and draft night as, oh, we already have Markel Fultz here. We we have our guy. We have our guy of the future, and they don't make it a priority to go out and get, you know, another potential point guard of the future for us. And they're just banking on Markel Fultz being. 90 95% of what he was projected to be coming out of Washington. Yeah. If if they don't attack this with the thought process that we need another point guard, guess what? We're still going to need another point guard. Yeah. It doesn't seem like this kid is going to be back, you know, anytime soon. Um yeah, we there's no kind of timetable right now. We don't now. know much about his his injury. Nobody does. So 
Even, even even if you try to look up this, you know, thoracic outlet syndrome, there's only been a few guys, you know, that that have dealt with this. The most recent being Landry Fields. When was the last time you heard about Landry Fields? <laughs> a long time ago. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, um, but I'm 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 really excited. Just just seeing that that first press conference, Markel Fultz walking onto the stage, whispered a little something to Steve Clifford, and then laughing and smiling, and you just you just kind of get the vibe from him that you know he's refreshed to be here. Yeah, he's the, ready to uh, go. Just seeing like how he's like what he's posting on like Instagram and yeah, like he's behind the he's team being 100%, positive behind his teammates um, exactly yeah. so that like as every day goes by I'm more and more optimistic about him coming and playing for us yeah oh, so. for for a while I kind of questioned like the last I would say three or four years like what's this team's chemistry like they didn't really seem like they were really that tight knit you know closeness of a group. I would say probably back to like the Victor Oladipo, Maurice Harkless, Kylo Quinn, like those guys all seemed like they really, really liked each other. They really, really hung out all the time. Now, mind you, the guys are, you know, our younger guys are starting to age a little bit. Evans, you know, got a wife. Vooch has a wife, has kids. Terrence Ross has a wife, has kids. Aaron Gordon's kind of doing his own thing. So yeah, these guys, they're on a team, but they're adults they're professionals this is their job they're completely entitled to have their their own life and stuff like that but this year especially with the young guys Mo Bamba Jonathan Isaac Markel Fultz Isaiah Briscoe Melvin Frazier Jr. a lot of these guys seem like they really enjoy hanging out spending time rooting you know each other on Um, so it seems like and this goes back to another thing that Steve Clifford is always talking about is is having a purpose now that these guys have a purpose now that the the playoffs we can actually see the light at the yeah end of now the that we know there's a chance the playoffs, yeah. these guys really feel like they're all pulling for one another you can you can see it when the last few games it's, it's garbage time and and Emil Jefferson Isaiah Briscoe Ken Birch those guys are out there and Aaron's still standing up cheering Vooch you know the, all these guys are still engaged you know watching these guys um, you know, from the sidelines. Yeah. So every, everybody's playing with intensity. Exactly. Where before, um, it was just kind of lazadaisical and like they didn't, it didn't look like they wanted to play yeah. together as a team, exactly. but now that energy has like flipped. Exactly. So part of the energy flipping lately, I think a lot of that has to do with Jonathan Isaac. You know, yeah. This, this is a guy that, that we, you know, took in the sixth draft, you know, the sixth pick of the draft only p- played about 27 games last year due to injury. And even, you know, most parts of this year, at least offensively ha- has kind of seemed like he's still trying to figure it out. He's still kind of trying to catch up to the, to the speed of a, of an NBA offense. Yeah. He's still learning. He's still learning. Now defensively, he's looked absolutely fantastic deflections yeah. all over the place, blocking guys left and right. But the offensive game lately seems like it's it's finally starting to pick up. Outside of tonight, I know guys yeah, just got t- back from the the All Star break, but once again, Jonathan Isaac looked like he kind of took a back seat as that fifth guy, you know, in the starting lineup. Wasn't really looking for his shot. Wasn't yeah, tonight didn't shooting look good. that 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 three with the the confidence that he's had. So exactly. But going forward, you know, I, I really hope that you know he's able to pick that up, get things going again, because us making the playoffs. The, the two guys that I think are the biggest keys are going to be Jonathan Isaac getting back to the form that he's been playing the last two, three weeks, and Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is a guy who the better part of this season so far has kind of struggled. The main thing that we need from Evan is, one, his playmaking ability, but two, 
his ability to shoot from the perimeter, stretch the floor, allow guys like Terrence Ross, Aaron Gordon, DJ Augustin to really, you know, drive the lane, get to the rim, their ability to finish. So really this playoff push coming up is going to be heavily reliant on Evan playing well and Jonathan Isaac. So hopefully that he's going to be able to get back to that point. A few guys, though, that really haven't gotten a lot of the recognition this season, but that have been pretty well. You know, a lot of these guys that we're talking about that have had G League experience, like Isaiah Briscoe, like Ken Birch. Wes Awundo is, is another guy who, better part of the year when we still had Jonathan Simmons, had kind of fallen out of the rotation. But now that we've moved on from Jonathan Simmons, with the acquisition of Markel Fultz, Wes Awundu is a guy that's had a lot of success lately, not only shooting the ball, but playing defense as well. Ken Birch with the with the injury to Mo Bamba. Yeah, Ken Birch has been playing fantastic, just defensively. Oh, yeah. He's all over his the place. Mo- his motor just does not stop. Yeah, he, guy, he's all over the place. He's, he's absolutely all over the place. Mo Bamba, as, as much as we're all rooting for him and as critical as his development is going to be for us over the next three, four, five years if this team really wants to be a contender in the East. Right now, I think Ken Birch, while we're trying to make this playoff push, is in the short term at least a a better option coming off the bench behind, you know, Vooch. So best of luck to to Mo. We need that that kid to get healthy. Hopefully he'll be able to come back, you know, in the playoffs. Same thing with Markel Fultz. But as far as Isaiah Briscoe goes, another guy that was in the rotation in the beginning of the year that was ahead of him, Jerry and Grant traded I believe he came over when we were shuffling around Biombo and you know for Timothy Mozgov and things like that yeah, he came from Chicago Chicago and some people thought that he was going to be you know a pretty viable backup position at the point guard my thought was he hasn't been any good in Chicago why is he going to be any good here and he's shown flashes here and there where yeah he, he has some had, he hasn't been consistent he enough. hasn't been consistent enough Isaiah Briscoe comes in, and this guy is just an absolute pit bull on the defensive end. Gets the ball out in transition. Always seems to find the open guy. Tonight we saw a couple turnarounds. He's knocking down some jumpers mm-hmm. and things like that. So as far as our backup point guard goes, Isaiah Briscoe is pretty serviceable right now. Yeah, and I feel like these guys coming from the G League, they, they play with a different intensity. They Like a different they, hunger. Yeah, they're, they're underdogs, and they come to the league, and they want to prove themselves. So, they like, I, like we said, they're, they've been playing fantastic. DJ Augustin, our, our, our starting point guard, I, you know, he was pretty serviceable last year. I think they put him into the starting rotation around February of last year after we traded away Alfred Payton. This team, basically, it seems like they go as DJ Augustin goes. I, I, the, the stat that I really want to know, the stat that I, w- what I would like to know is this last five, six years of, of this rebuild that's been going on, what is our record when our starting point guard scores, let's say, 16 or more points? I would love to know that stat because it just felt like when Alfred Payton was here, whenever Alfred Payton scored and had an efficient scoring game, it felt like we always won. Yeah, and the same thing feels like with with DJ Augustin this year, when he's when he scores, when, I mean when he has nights like tonight, we didn't come home with the W, but we were right there at the end of the game. Good point guard play, it's no secret, gives you a, a good chance to be there at the end of the game. I think he was either four or four or four or five from three tonight. I'll have to look at the box score, but I just think that for for what he is, he's been in the league. Oh, what? he's yeah, he's a you he's know, a vet. 
He's been at least ten years. At least, yeah. No, I was gonna say probably nine, ten years. Yeah. He's been in the league now. Um, he is what he is. He's he's not gonna go out there and and get you twenty, twenty five points every single night. But he's not gonna turn the ball over. He's gonna find the open man. He's gonna knock down open three point shots. That's what we need out of him. We can just touch on this a little bit. So Steve Clifford, the the new hire after Frank Vogel was let go last year. Steve Clifford was let go from Charlotte. I I wasn't a huge fan, fan of the hire at the time just because I, I felt like he was just kind of a one of these mediocre, in-the-middle kind you of see, coaches. I, was the, I thought it was a great hire just okay. because he was the uh, – an assistant coach when we went to the Understand finals. Gundy, yeah. He brought Charlotte from not winning any games to a playoff team. I'm, I guess from the last season, I guess he did, he wasn't doing too well. But you know his his track record shows that he improves everywhere he goes. He improves the team. So my my, my thought process was kind of like he he just a a middle tier coach and he he still might be i mean it's not like we're knocking on the door of the eastern conference yeah we don't know for sure yet you know but just the things that i i've loved about him so far is you know the things that people all over the league rave about steve clifford is the fact that he does come in he's gonna make relationships with his players he's not here to tell you just tell you what is going on he's gonna teach you what you know why you're doing what you're doing and he's going to build those personal relationships he's going to hold everybody accountable tonight um after the chicago game you know he he basically took this loss you know upon himself a coach that that can do that i think that goes a long way with the players you you heard markel fultz talk about it a little bit during his press conference that things that he heard from around the league was that steve clifford isn't isn't the type of coach that's going to tell you what you want to hear he's going to tell you what you need to hear but he's going to be there to support you and get you where you need to go so we're going to go ahead we've kind of recapped this season so far we're going to talk a little bit about the game tonight so coming into this tonight you know we we won five games in a row before the all-star break i I said before the all-star break that the break couldn't come at a a worse time a lot of people said that team was playing so well we had so much momentum so much energy things just look great so we go into the all-star break the last game actually before the break before I get to that Steve Clifford said basically you know if these guys don't touch a basketball before Tuesday we're not going to win on Friday a few of these guys looked like they had not touched a ball since yeah last I mean Thursday. Evan was looking nice and crispy Oh, oh yeah, Brown let's talk stuff. about Evans Tan for a second. Yeah, Evans Tan, man, that was. I know, I know, Jonathan Isaac went to the Bahamas, but I'm I'm pretty sure that wherever Evan went, it was pretty tropical. Oh yeah, because that for sure. that man gained probably three or four shades in between last Thursday and tonight. That was that was the first thing that I thought when I saw Evan tonight. Like, wow, Evan is tan. Evan got very tan. So tonight we fall to the Chicago Bulls, one ten to one oh nine. We lost in the closing seconds as Evan Fournier failed to get up a, an attempt before the buzzer sounded. So basically starting in the first quarter, Aaron Gordon came ready to play, at least at least defensively. Didn't have a, a great offensive night tonight, but in the first quarter, blocked Laurie Markkinen about three times. And yeah, not, that's, just, not that's, just blocks, like sent, sent him into the stands. That's what it says here, three blocks for the game. Yeah, sent him into the stands. The issue with tonight was, one, the turnovers. 
two, third quarter, completely fell apart defensively, and we just could not make our free throws. Zach Levine did his best uh, Terrence Ross impression. He had um, he finished with 22. It felt like 32, I'm not going to lie. Shot five of six from the three-point line. Yeah, we can't let him do that. No, we the the starters came out. The the Bulls went up. Starters came back in in the second quarter. We went on a 13 to nothing run. That was in the second quarter? In the second quarter, we went on a 13 to zero run. Then Zach Levine came out and he, he they got it to, I, I think, about like seven or eight. Zach Levine hit like three straight threes to end that first half. So, third quarter starts. I, I believe that Chicago scored about 38 points in, in that third quarter there. We go into into the fourth quarter. Still felt like we had a chance to win. Played pretty well. And I kept telling you, you know, it feels like we're going to win this game. You know, it really feels like we're going to win this game. Yeah, it was super close the whole way through, too. So then we're down, or no, I'm, excuse me, we're tied with about 30 seconds left. They inbound the ball. Zach Levine puts up a shot, comes off of the rim. Robin Lopez is right there, grabs it, tips it in. The first thing that I said was, where is Vooch? Why is Vooch not in the game? And this yeah, is going you, back you to talking. Yep. This is going back to talking about um, you know Steve Clifford and taking accountability on, on himself. Steve Clifford after the game said, you know, this is completely on me. One of the biggest plays of the game. I did not realize that they put Robin Lopez back into the game. Now we can say shoulda, coulda, woulda, this, that, and the third. Who knows if Vooch is in that game if he gets that rebound? But that that just absolutely killed us. Vooch is in that game, possibly gets that rebound. We have yeah. the ball with about seven seconds that left. That reminds me of like the finals with Miami and San Antonio when Pop didn't put Tim, Tim Duncan, Duncan in, in. Yeah. And, and Chris, Chris Bosh gets, gets that, that rebound, tip, that tip rebound. Gets it to Ray Allen and everybody knows yeah. the rest of that story. Yeah. So, so coach, you know, coaching lapses happen from time to time, but at the end there, you still have a chance to win that game. Evan hits a huge three from the top of the key to put us up one with about six seconds left on the clock. And then Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon fouls kind of messed it up. Laurie Markkinen. Yep, and now, he knew it too. He, oh, he, he knew as, it was as a soon bad, as he ran into it, he knew it was exactly. A bad foul. He knew exactly what that, what he had done. To me, looked like he's heading to the left. He shoots. I I feel like he got that release off cleanly. It looked like that ball was still going to the right. Obviously, Aaron Gordon knows he had no business being that close to him. You make contact with him. He goes to the line, misses the first, sinks the next two. We we you know we run a, a a pick play for Evan to get the ball at the the right wing with a, a second and a half left, and it basically he he never gets a shot off. We lose the game. That's one thing that we forgot to mention was David Steele being inducted into the to the Magic Hall oh, of yeah. Fame tonight. Ruined David Steele's night. You could you could tell on his face. He's got all his family there and stuff like that. He's like yeah you know. This night was great, but it would have been nice to get that win. Yeah, so, but congratulations, congratulations to, uh, to David, David Steele. Steele. Been with the the team the entire thirty year existence, so very happy for David Steele. But really, really wish that, that we could have got that we, win. We could have got that win tonight. So well, will you know? We kind of went over the the season recap so far. We went over the game from tonight. Is there anything that that you'd like to say? Right now, no. Just um, speechless just, after that loss. Just uh, yeah, just looking forward to our next uh, our next game. 
We've got um, Toronto coming up Sunday. We play Toronto next in Toronto. Oh, so that's Toronto. that's definitely going to be a tough one. So that that was um, another thing about tonight. These games like this against Chicago going forward are games that we are yeah. going to have to win if we realistically want a shot. To what make do we the have? Playoffs. Like twenty four games left. I I think, I think it's twenty like twenty four, twenty three, twenty two. Some somewhere in there. Yeah, these games um, that you know, especially playing teams sub five hundred. This should have been an easy win. I mean, even though we're sub five hundred, yeah, we're not the greatest team either. No. But um, definitely, the Bulls are a team that they're definitely looking to rebuild. So yeah, we, you have no business. Yeah, we I shouldn't mean, be can, losing. You can, this you game. can make the All Star break an excuse all all that you want. Yeah, both teams looked a little bit rusty, but they did what they had to do to win the game. The yeah. Magic were right there at the end. You can't miss that many free throws. You can't turn the ball over that much. You definitely can't foul Lori Markinen on a three-point. Yeah, the shot. fouls you, are bad. You can't leave your your best all-star center rebounder on the bench. Yeah, no offense, coach. No offense, but you, you've got to have him in there to to try to lock down that final rebound. The good news is though that Miami also lost last night, so we are still just a half game back of Miami. We are one game back of Detroit. Has that Detroit game wrapped up tonight? The Pistons beat the Hawks. Oh man, damn it! Um, the Hawks, the Hawks couldn't pull that out. I was hoping that they would because then we'd still be right there. We're still right there. I think this team is gonna get it together as long as what we talked about, Jonathan Isaac, Evan Fournier, get it together. If those two guys get it going, I feel like we have. You know, Aaron Gordon's been consistent all year. DJ's been consistent. Vooch has been consistent. Vooch has been cons- the most Terrence consistent. Terrence Ross. We didn't talk about Terrence Ross, the human torch. Terrence Ross has just become one of those guys that every time he pulls up, whether it's from 15 or whether it's from 35, you, it's just, going you in. just think it's going in. And the dunks, time. too. I'm more. I'm honestly more surprised when the ball does not go in when Terrence Ross yeah, pulls he, up. Yeah, he's dunking like he, he won the, the slam dunk competition the, he again. He the slam dunk contest. So. Um, yeah, Terrence Ross, He's he's been playing fantastic as of late. But this is a contract year too, so that's another. Um, we we didn't really talk too much about Terrence Ross's uh, impending free agency, but that's yeah. another guy that I feel like hopefully that that we can bring. Yeah, back. we should we should for the, be able to for keep the right him. money, of course. If we a can lot keep him, that'd be good. A lot of people have talked about you know th- these kind of guys that these explosive guys that come off the bench. You know, you can either get them on a on a really good deal like a like a Lou Williams playing for the Clippers, making I think about like eight million dollars a year. Or you just end up overpaying for these guys sometimes. So I think for the right price, I would definitely love to see Terrence Ross. Everybody's talking, you know, on on Orlando Magic Twitter and and on Orlando Magic Reddit, like give this guy a lifetime contract. I'm all for that, but for the right price. You know what I mean? You're yeah. You don't know about the lifetime contract. Maybe for the right price, but for the right price, you don't want to just throw it. Not ready to throw out a 15 year, 150 yeah, million can't dollar be, contract. Can't be throwing away money. Yeah. These guys well, gotta continue to earn it that's basically it for the first podcast do you want to give out your twitter handle where people can follow you on twitter oh follow me william jesse 30 and i'm at j underscore osborne 21 you can also follow the podcast at sixth man show on twitter and at the sixth man show on facebook you can subscribe to this podcast on itunes spotify google play and stitcher um, I believe we're going to try to do this again. I don't know how soon. I don't know how frequently. Uh, but just drop us a review on, on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to this. 
give us your feedback. Let us know. This is we're completely new to this. Uh, we're kind of muddling our way through here, but I I, I think I yeah, think we did a pretty good job. This was a lot of fun. We're winging to do. it. We're winging it. We're, we're winging not gonna it. lie. Um, but just let us know what you know what you guys might want to hear. What you think that we can improve on? Uh, the rating doesn't have to be a five star. Don't be a jerk. Don't give us a one. This was better than a one. This was at least. I don't know, like a three, three and a half, maybe a four. Yeah, I say it's a five. I say it's a five too. But um, just let us know what you guys want to hear. You know, let us know what we can talk more about. What you guys are in it, or interested in? Excuse me. Um, it's just just good to to have a, a chance to make the playoffs this year. After the last six years, basically this time of the year, we we've given up hope. I'm kind of half watching the games because I know they don't mean anything. The guys know that it doesn't mean anything, but yep. hopefully we can string together a playoff run here. And um, we've both already, you know, made the promise. Obviously, you know, we live two hours away. We can't be at every game, but Magic are going to end up being seventh or eighth seed at absolute best, maybe the sixth seed. So we're looking at either Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, <laughs> or the 76ers. Yeah, we're looking to get swept. Realistically, realistically, all of those have sweep written all over them. Who knows? Matchups are a big thing in the playoffs. You can steal a game. It might go four, might go five, might go six. I mean, some of these guys might get injured too. Joel Embiid, yeah, he's he, out he, right he, now. He's missing a week. But you never know. Maybe it goes seven games. But definitely that first game back in the Amway Center, uh, the Orlando Magic fans will be rocking. Uh, we'll be back in there rooting on our team. Yep. So For once sure. again, this is the six man show. This is Jonathan Osborne. This is Will Robles. Will Robles here. Um, just sh- shout us out. Give us a review. Let us know that what we can do better for next time, guys. So, see ya. <laughs>